And you're listening to The Women's Show. I'm Deb Anderson here with you until 2 o'clock with the best in women performers. Uh, and actually, one of the best we just listened to, Connie Calder uh, from brand new album called Keep Going. We just heard the title track with, we started off with The Wild One. And after that, from uh, Love Sask, we heard Come All You Women. And then after that, uh, Keep Going. And uh, if all things are good, and we're going to keep going, I got Connie Calder on the line with me. Connie, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Hi. Hey, hi. You know, Connie, um, I- I've been following your music probably as long as you've been performing, which has been about 45 years, apparently. It's a long time. <laughs> it I- startles me every time I think about it. Oh, I know. And. <laughs> I feel the same. I've been doing this radio stuff for as long as you've been performing, maybe even longer. And, um, you know, I've been playing your music. I've been playing your music that other people have sang your songs because you're an extraordinary songwriter. Uh, Thank you. As a, and also a singer, guitarist, and uh, also an activist for uh, women's rights, uh, uh, domestic abuse, all, all those things. That's really forefront of the music that you do couple of things I want to say about you before we get into it, just to, somebody might not be familiar with you. You're a three-time Juno Award winner to begin with, which is quite an accomplishment right right there. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's amazing to me because I've been an independent all my life, too. So, oh, right. And, you know, like, I, I have I have sons now, actually, that, that play with me. They have their own careers going, but they have to play with me when I when I think. <laughs> I, I make, I said that I'm the only person on the whole scene that gave birth to a backup band. <laughs> yeah, right. But. But I, you know, when I talk to them and I say, I remember, and many of the uh, female artists from my time will remember it too, especially in Canada, where we go to the festivals and they say, I'm sorry, we already have our one woman's act. Oh, right. <laughs> and they said, what? Are you kidding me? No. But it just seems like forever ago. And it's, and it's just so fabulous that that's changed and there's more women out there and writing stories and talking about stuff. In some ways, it was kind of easy. It was kind of a gift in a way because so many of the songs had not been written. And so many things that needed to be said and stories that needed to be told had not been done before. Mm. So we got to do them. And we got to write about this stuff and we got to write about things that mattered to us and from our perspective and from women in general. And other than it, like country music had some great writers, obviously, but it's still, you know, a small number compared to the large number of songs and even the number of songs written by men that women sang, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, I just, I just figured it was a... I think I was so lucky at that time because I could write about so many things that were not written, even about part of the world that I'm from. I'm from the prairies of mm-hmm. Canada, you know, basically go north and then go left a bit. <laughs> but um, I I could, you know, that there was all of these songs that I got to write that hadn't been written before, and I think that's a real privilege. Well, it is, and it's so important that you you were able to break that barrier and i do remember those days back uh in the late 70s and the 70s when hardly any women were able to perform you know certainly at festivals and you know you you and uh several other people broke the barrier at the vancouver folk festival at the winnipeg folk festival the edmonton yeah and and heather bishop and all of those names uh and that there was a you know they were able to tap into a really strong women's music scene too that uh you know it felt it was it was exciting and even the even the canadians you know uh, like stan rogers i hope for stan rogers but he was all of us canadians felt like we were kind of trying to break down that barrier to get ourselves on stage and our stories about and songs from our part of the world sung and so it was kind of an exciting time in a way um 
I mean, you don't think of it at the time. You're, you know, struggling, just hoping you can, you know, you're, as they say, the, the Canadian dream, breaking even. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of struggling to kind of make it and keep alive and keep to be able to, being able to keep doing it. And, and even at that time to just recognize how extraordinary it was that I as a woman could even consider this career. That was, uh, you know, I forget about those days. And you all forget about those days, but they were there to just to think that, hey, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a singer and a musician. I'm going to write my own songs, and maybe I'm going to be a solo performer or mm. with a band or whatever. To be able to, to do that was a, again just so fabulous. Well, you uh, uh, are from the prairies, uh, Regina Saskovan. Yes. When you uh, love, I mean, a lot of your music reflects where you're from, very regionally focused. In fact, Wood River has become kind of the national anthem of uh, uh, Saskatchewan, hasn't it? It is, actually, yes. It's been sung by, and there was a wonderful arrangement done by a men's choir director in Vancouver years ago, and it's just gone everywhere. Hmm. And it's so, I keep getting these wonderful choirs singing it, like, uh, you know, somebody sends me a, vis- uh, a video of their choir singing Wood River, and it's still the song that I sing every every night of my show. I never tire of it. And oh, it's, right. It's kind of it's about this little tiny river in the prairie region, you know. It's not it does like I said. There's, it does, it's not a big snorting, roaring river that gets anywhere. It never makes it to the ocean. It just kind of goes from the old Wood Mountain Hills to the Old Wives Lake and Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan is kind of one of those forgotten places that gets forgotten a lot of time. <laughs> the flat place before Banff, you know. The, mm-hmm. the prairies kind of seem to get overlooked a lot. But for me, they are astounding. That big open country is astoundingly beautiful. I just love it, and I think a lot of times I'm trying to convince people of of its beauty and to notice that that sky is extraordinary. And you know, I have a song that the skies aren't, the trees aren't majestic; they leave that to the sky. So for me too, that's been part of it. To I, I think you know, to to shine a light on the on the on the extraordinary things, like whether it's women's lives or the place I come from, or or ideas and thoughts that are not necessarily always found in popular music or pop music. And that's what the and the folk scene allowed me to do that. I'm something I'm always grateful of. Well, yes, you're from that area, and it kind of reminds me of Nebraska. A very similar it, kind of. You know, uh, I was looking at Lincoln, Nebraska. I was like, "What does it look there?" Because I don't think I've never been there. And it's like, yeah, it looks. It's open. There's fields. It's agricultural. There's the you know that you can see a long way, which mm-hmm. is always for me is fabulous. I, I just finished writing a choral piece. I haven't recorded it yet. Uh, it's called For Those Who Think There's Nothing Here. <laughs> I think that is perfect. You know, yeah, those who think there's nothing here, you've never seen the horizon glow. And oh uh, for gosh. me, that it's like the difference between Rococo and, you know, Danish modern furniture. It's open. It's that subtle line. It's the colors that change and shift. Mm. And it's all of those things that, to me, make that part of the world extraordinarily beautiful. Well, and I wrote it because I showed a picture that we have a park, a national park in Saskatchewan called the Grasslands National Park, which is this big, open part of Virgin Prairie, and it's got, you know, snakes and I don't know what all. It's this big, <laughs> and it's got coolies and that kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. showed a picture of it from me, and somebody quoted someone from, from the Eastern Park said, only you could find that beautiful Calder. And I thought... Of course it's of course it's beautiful. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to write a song about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes you get inspired by 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 the news, by things that you know that you just think I. This is this this cannot stand. <laughs> I must make something about this. Most of the time, when I write a song about an issue, it's horrible. But somehow, those things when they enter into your heart, when you're speaking about your heart, where you think, "What? Wait a minute!" Those ones always turn out better. <laughs> well, I'm curious. I mean, you you uh, 
one of the, your accomplishments, uh, which is a major, you're the first songwriter to receive the Western Literature Association Distinguished Achievement Award. I know. I was so wow. thrilled with that. Like, there's like Larry McMurchie, all these writers that I've read over the years that I'm just, uh, just to have my name up on that list with all of those extraordinary writers. I was totally thrilled with that award. I was. Yeah. Well, you've gotten, you've gotten so many awards, and here's yet another one here. Yeah, the, the Queen's Golden Medal recipient. Um, that's, yeah, the Golden Jewelry Medal. Yeah, and the Order of Canada is kind of like the, the highest Order of Canada. I know, it astounds me. There's that moment when you think, you know, my mother thought I would be playing in front of the Queen's Hotel by now with a small <laughs> tin cup in front of me, and I'm actually playing in front of the Queen. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I know I've been, I, you know, it, sometimes it just amazes me where music has taken me and how how wonderful this, you know, to be a musician. Just what, a, what a, how lucky I am to just be a musician and then to have been able to make my living at it and raise my family. You mm. know, that's in a, in a métier that has no, you know, no uh, child support, no maternity leave, no nothing like that. And all of a sudden you're, you're, your rider goes from six beer for the band to milk and cookies and, uh, you know, some toys and... <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't but, get... you know, uh, it's... Uh, I mean, uh, music is kind of where I feel like I belong in this in this world. It's one of the things I can do. And there's all these billions of things you do as a woman to just, you know, keep your life. And when you have kids that just... There's another whole life part of your life that kind of has to move and shape around that. But um, I, you know to be at this time in this world that allowed me to do that, I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, and, uh, go ahead. So sometimes I feel too, like, you know, the boundaries that we opened, that we had to open to just be able to get on stage with our stuff and sing what we sang. I sometimes feel like I'm doing that again now for older women. Like, I feel like, oh, I got there. Oh, wait a minute. There's that boundary. There's that wall. There's that gate that I have to now break down mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So I'm always thrilled when people are, you know, paying attention and like you put me on the radio and say, you know, hey, this is a, sometimes you for like, I, I see even young song, young songwriters going, oh, well, you know, what about, you know, I'm, should I be writing? Should I, and I think, you know, every one of your stories is unique to you. And every one of your stories ha is something that, it, it, you know, if you can write it well and you can do it, is, is worthwhile to get out there. And uh, you don't know what its effect will be. You don't. You can guess. You can hope. You can push it to make sure it happens in a certain way. But you cannot predict it. So you best just, you know, keep doing what you do best and try to get as good as, as you can at it. And never assume that your, that your story is not valuable to somebody. That because you are different or because you are not what is expected or whatever that is, that it's not important to be sung. And whether it's sung in your community or whether it's sung on the stage or whether it's sung on YouTube to a billion people or whatever, uh, the world needs music and it needs those stories told. Well, you know? you, you're very, very uh, involved with uh, uh, women's uh, rights, uh, women's uh, domestic uh, violence. In fact, uh, one of the al uh, songs which I wanted to end with is Woman Who Pays, yes, which is yeah. based in a, a, a reality that uh, people in Montreal went through here a few years ago. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing because that, like, when will it end is a thought. And this is uh, my daughter-in-law, uh, my son's wife, is uh, her friend from, she was on the basketball team with her was one of those eight women in eight weeks that was killed in domestic violence. 
so this and there was a there was a it was right around the you know in 2021 and it was you know people were they were marching in the streets because that's what they do in Montreal and rightly so and it was just I was sitting there thinking about it goes when you know when is this going to end this is like there's a young woman that's still dealing with the same thing you know when we were when I was young you know the neighbor lady would run to my mother's kitchen table because there were no there was no place else to run in those days And now it's still happening. Like, how does how, what, how does this happen? How you know? I mean, I know how it happens, but for me, it's just uh, again, um, you know. There's and and maybe because I'm older, I'll just I'll take on that subject again. I said I had a song called One Hit earlier about a woman I'd seen, but I don't know. There's, um, you know, this is uh, y- this is what. Uh, you do as a, as a songwriter, you try to write about stuff that's, that is matters to you, that matters to you, and, to, to, uh, and you hope it matters to others. And it, that's, uh, you know, it's not an easy song. It's not an easy song to, to sing or play or write, but inevitably when I sing this live, there is someone that comes up to me with their story of them or their, da- or their daughter or their sister mm. or whatever. It's, it's, this is an issue that, ha- you know, that is out there. And it's, you know, it's getting better. It's getting out there. People are talking about it, but it's still, how does this, how does this keep happening? It's always in my, you know, I don't, surely in this day and age, there should be something they can do to, and it's such a slow process, you know, and women are treated so badly in war zones. Mm. Oh, I don't want to think of what's going on now in the war zones. Indeed. I you know, that's, uh, we, it's the woman who pays in a lot of cases. That's, that's what happens. And so I get, you know, for me, that's my way of dealing with this to is to write about it well you've got a great line in there it's what is domestic about assault yeah exactly but you know you're doing you're doing things right now in fact march 8th this is like the fifth year that you're doing an international women's day uh or yeah to raise money for a shade doors yeah I started during COVID because I set up my live stream thing. And, you know, I've always wanted to do an International Women's Day show, and there's never any organized (laughs) that I get invited to, or there's never any Women's Day festivals or any of that kind of stuff. So I thought, I'm going to do my own, and there's a wonderful women's shelter here for for women on this, homeless women and women in crisis called Chez Doris. And, uh, you know, and um, it too came out of a uh, crisis situation where a woman froze to death on the streets of Montreal because there were no shelters for women and she was homeless and uh, so they started this and it does wonderful work so that's my way of kind of raising some money for this Uh, you know if I was a fabulous millionaire I just hand them over bucks but you know that's just (laughs) yeah right (laughs) you know you got to do it you got to do it work with what you've got so for me that's you know international women's day i do a live stream show and people pay what they can and the money goes to i do play my musicians because i you know i got to do that but everything else goes to the uh goes to chez doris and last year it was like close to three thousand bucks i think oh my gosh now this is march 8th at 8 p.m Eastern Standard Time, and it's yes. Connie Calder is where you need to go find it, or where do you yeah, find it out there? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I have members of my family singing along and uh, helping out, and uh, yeah, it's our way of celebrating. You got to celebrate. Until further notice, celebrate everything. That's the line <laughs> on my fridge. You know, 
Right. Isn't isn't Montreal very? I mean, international. I mean, a lot of different yes. uh, cultures and, and indigenous yeah, people yeah. and languages. All kinds of stuff. You know, several. One a couple official language. One official language, but several other languages. Yeah, it's quite an international city. It's a very interesting city. Yeah, it's great. And and you. Um, well, gosh, this is kind of where you're from. 1979, you kind of were doing theater in Montreal. A lot of I did, theater, I did theater in Montreal and Toronto. I was in a. You know, I started out my career in theater. I studied theater, and I was in you know plays and stuff. And then I, but I was always kind of doing music on the side. I played my guitar and started writing songs. I had a song called Eaton's Inflatable Bra. That'll give you the level of sophistication. <laughs> That was going on there, okay. and uh, I just decided music was more important, so I started just playing anywhere they would let me play, and I did some I, I, did, I did some really interesting theater, Canadian theater. Was, um, we built our own plays, Theater, theater Pass Mariah, and, you know, I just realized that I, that I couldn't live my life without music. I think that's what it came down to. And I, I wasn't in a place, Canada, where I had a really good musical theater. Like, a, there was no Broadway. That, that, I don't know why I never thought of, like, okay, I studied theater. Let's go get your tap shoes and head to Broadway. <laughs> but um, right. unfortunately, I didn't do that. I probably have a way better wardrobe now and mm. very shiny tap shoes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But, I, uh, but and, and, you know, it was a really interesting time. And there were Canadian festivals. There were some wonderful Canadian groups. And I ended up, uh, you know being with contemporaries with some great writers and great singers and that's so inspiring and it was a really interesting time to be it still is an interesting time to be a musician i don't i don't think there's any time where the you know people you meet in this industry and in the folk scene in particular people donate their time people care enough about music to put time and money into making an event happen or a radio show happen and i often say we meet the nicest people in every town we're lucky well and doesn't Canada really support the arts? I mean, they do. They, well, they, it's such a big country. <laughs> you know, if they didn't, there, nobody would ever get across the country. I think. But yeah, they do. They do support the arts. There's something called the Canada Council that gives money to festivals and gives money to arts organizations and symphonies and uh, you know to musicians as well and tries to even the score. And you have to mm. and we have to put in a grant, which means that's a pain. But uh, you can get them. Yeah, and that's. Uh, that's sometimes really critical to to a project happening or not. You know, that's that's the critical extra bit of money that allows them, even though, you know, most artists are working, uh, basically working for nothing on some level. They're working whatever money they make, they put back into their career and vice versa. But, uh, yeah, they, there is support. And I, I don't know how people do it in the States without it. Mm. Well, I can see that uh, your album, which is Keep Going, it just came out uh, in October of last year as the Canada Council uh, for the Arts. That was part of yeah, the event. Yeah, during at the, and, 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 the year before, I got a grant to write. And to so I had a, like a two six-week periods where I could just write, and then I could work with a guitar player so I could improve my guitar playing, and mm. then it helped me record. No, no, it was absolutely fair. I've never gotten a grant like that before in my life. It was absolutely wonderful. And I wrote like 40 songs, and oh 11 of them are on this. And I, it was just such a wonderful thing. Hmm. And to get that kind of support where you, okay, this is it. This is all you're going to do. You don't have to run around and try and find the money. This is it. You do it. And especially after COVID, when all of us were struggling because we hadn't been playing, boom. It was, hmm. uh, it was fabulous. No, I... 
I that was some, I'd never gotten a grant like that before. I know people that have in the past, and I'd never tried for it. And I said, no, this time I want to get it. I want to do that. I want to have that time. I want to take these two six-week periods. And that's when I wrote that choral song about the prairies. You know, that was one of my goals. I wanted to write about that and take the time to write things that to just see where my writing would go. Hmm. Uh, if I expended my playing and my thinking and just spent that time, like I just like I, you know, six hours a day just sitting there writing. It was it was absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Indeed, you know, I'm talking to Connie Calder here on the Women's Show at uh, Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond. And Connie, oh, I'm I, a Beyond. I'm a Beyond. I've you are a beyond. Be beyond. You don't want to. You don't want to be Beyond. You don't want to be a badass. You don't want to be a sweetheart. I, I am a badass already, but badass and Beyond. Beyond sure. badass. Sure, beyond badass. You know, there's a lot beyond badass. We, uh, I've we... always thought that of myself. <laughs> well, finally you found your home, your place. I finally found my place, yeah. I think so. Yes. I think you're going to have to come to Lincoln, Nebraska, because it's so much like where you're I from. I do, I do. It's... I've got some... I'm sure I've got some beyond badass songs. I've got some really tasteless ones, too. I could drag those out, but not today. <laughs> well, speaking of that, this is fun. Um, you know, I think the first time I ever heard your music, well, I had the album, the vinyl of the uh, Vancouver Folk Festival. I think it was their first uh, oh performance, and you did Jerks on it. Oh, yes, that is, yeah, you know, that was a song I wrote, obviously, like, there's no, there's no mistaking the inspiration for the song. <laughs> yeah, right. And I can remember singing it there. I, it was the very first major festival I'd ever gotten. I just started out, my friend was trying to book me, and I got this festival to, to a variety of people going to bat for me, and a guy's dragged, one of the guys at the university dragged him to this show that he'd put on and said, you have to hire, like, I was, you know, mm -hmm. I'm near by the grace of strangers. Anyway... And so I got the earliest set in the Vancouver Folk Festival. It's like 5.30 on the Friday. Like, mm. that's the set where everybody's starting out. And I sang Jerks, and I had no, I didn't really think about it. You know, it was just a song I'd written, and I sang, and people went bananas. It was so <laughs> fabulous. And it was really what started my career was Jerks, I have to say. Well, it's so great, and this is a live performance on the vinyl. I was like, oh, my, I was laughing. I mean, because, well, you want to say a couple of the lyrics that you can say on the radio about it? Um, no, it's just about the guys that, you know, hey, baby, baby, you know, all of those right. guys that try to pick you up on the, uh, by the, I mean, I can't believe you had that recording. I, even I don't have I that do. recording. I'm going to try and track that down. Oh, I have so that. much. I have so much of the old vinyl from the old days because I was really involved in the women's music scene back in the 70s, which, um, you know, Farron is certainly a big yeah. part of that back in the day. Um also, I had uh, Sherry Ulrich is one of her old vinyl albums, and I know you're friends with her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had this fabulous moment at a festival a year ago, because her daughter is uh, actually a sound engineer and a violin player, and my son is a fiddle player, a violin player. And we were playing a festival, and they were playing with us, and we were sitting at this workshop, and we were singing something, and our two kids, my son Alexi and her daughter Julia, got up and played fiddle together. Hmm. We just burst into tears. It was so cute. Oh. We're both pregnant at the same time. And we, you know, it's just like this one of those amazing moments. Oh, yeah, no, Sherry Ulrich is still going strong. Oh, she's, she's great. She's one of the great singers, man. She is just, she has like a built-in limiter in her voice. She's really a, a wonderful singer. Yeah, I love, I've loved her a little I've always admired, bit. you know, just what, the way she uses her voice is, is something else, man. Well, as a, she's a writer as well, but for me that, I, I've always been amazed at what she does as a singer. She's just, 
I mean, writer, of course, she's a great writer. Don't 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 let me denigrate that. But the thing that impresses me always is just what a fabulous singer she is, too. Well, didn't you two kind of have a joke about the two of you are the ones that gave birth to your band? Yeah, we're the only two. Maybe the only two artists out there that actually gave birth to our backup band. <laughs> your backup you band. Which uh, your son, uh, Gabriel, oh, two sons, Gabriel and Alexi, are both on this album, uh, Keep Going. Yeah. Um, they do uh, violin. Uh, Alexi does, uh, what's it, yeah, violin? Yeah, singing as well. They do, they're both really good singers, and they sing on all the stuff, the family harmonies. So I kind of always was envious of my husband, Paul, who sang with his six sisters, and they had, they're in a group called Hearts Rouge. And they had these fabulous family harmonies, him and his six sisters, and I was kind of envious. And then one day I was realized I was singing with my sons. Oh, my God, I, you know, it took me nine months and 18 years, but I got them too now. I, I played the long game. I played the oh, long game. Oh, yeah, it's a very long game there, <laughs> Connie Calder. You're definitely you're going. You're keeping going. And, and, and I when, am keeping going. And when, like, you, when you came up that title, were you thinking to yourself or more a universal sort of thing? You got to keep going. And, and, and Well, you know, I had this, this say, I, had a, I have a, a chalkboard with sayings that I pick up, and one of them was, you know, uh, Art is there to save us from the to, to, so we don't don't die of reality and all those kind of like Nietzsche and all that. And then one of them was Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep going. Uh, I had my through COVID and everything. And I I realized when I was singing this fall that that feeling is summed up in a word from where I'm from in Prairies. I don't know if you have it out in, out in Nebraska, but giver is the word that usually does that. And I think that's what drew draw me to, drew me to this phrase. Like when it seems impossible, you just keep going. And so. That became the phrase when you're going through hell. Keep going. You know, mm. you think you're looking for the you're looking for the, the tunnel has no light, but you got to keep going anyway. And ironically, that last verse, I was singing it in Chicago, <laughs> and I realized I was talking to you afterwards. That they said, "Oh, with the election coming up, we love that last verse." And the opening line is, "Someone's cheating, and it's not fair." <laughs> <laughs> keep going <laughs> you know look where you look anyway i don't know it just it struck him as so funny and i had no in, i mean I no 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 intention whatever coming from there i'm from canada so but i just laughed when they were telling me this I thought, oh I'm, I'm i'm accidentally current <laughs> you're very current and no no doubt and you know you got Susie vinnick on guitar and and yeah wow what yeah. a great guitar player she is a great guitar player, and I've known her for quite a while. She's actually from the West originally. She's from Saskatoon, where I'm from, Saskatchewan. Hmm. We had a we had a little we used to have a little festival on our farm um, called Farm Fest. We put it on all ourselves, which is why we're not doing it anymore because we wore out. But um, she came and played, and she she stayed at our house. And I, I just think she's an extraordinary player. And so when we had this song, and I was doing it solo, and I thought, you know what, this needs is a is Susie Vinick on guitar. That's what, that's what we need going on in the back here of this song. And so she she came and she played. Uh, we sent the track and she played it, and just we just love what she did. So uh, I just, somehow it just seemed right that she was there playing on this. You know, absolutely. Now she does some great guitar work on Wild One, which I so opened up with. Um, is that song oh, about yeah. yourself? I love that lick. I absolutely love that lick. It makes me want to get in the truck and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Which you actually have an album called uh, "Loving Your Truck," don't you? Yeah, love, love is a truck. truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, you know, I'm from the West. What can I say? Yeah, I'm from the prairies. Yeah, yeah. You got an <laughs> album called "Small Cafe" and "Out of the Blue," and of course, "Wood River." And um, yeah, this, uh, keep going is my 18th album. I have a couple of kids' That's albums right. in there as well, and the 18th do. album. 
I know, and you're just keeping going like crazy, Connie Calder. I mean, I am so impressed with this new album. And then since you were holed up and writing so many songs, you must have another album under we do somewhere there. One. I think it's going to be a little more country one. Uh, uh, you know, a little more country. But we like I've never, I've always just written from whatever style I felt like it. Uh, you know, and I, I really love so many different styles of music. I'll I'll write and there. You know, I'm inspired to write in almost any different kinds of styles, but I have a whole series. There's like three or four of them that are really kind of more country-based, and so I think we're going to do something more like that. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm I think that works because you know you're from the the prairie. I mean, you're. you're the I am. Environment. I'm associated with that. I'm proud of it. Proud I, of it. I, I I love the fact, especially when I'm playing in a prairie audience, that I can sing something that they recognize mm. and re like you know part of what i think we do as artists or songwriters is make people realize the extraordinary nature of what they're what who they are and where they are you know that's oh, yeah. it is it is a thing of beauty this that part of the world and and everybody you know the, the things that are our culture or i didn't realize i had a culture until i had left almost you know mm -hmm. you don't realize the things you know that you take for granted are funny or weird or powerful or whatever that is. And I think that's part of what I ended up doing is because nobody ever talked about the prairie. So I just got in and tried to explain prairie culture and dating and date squares and Nanaimo mm -hmm. bars and, you know, um, uh, jelly salads and that sort of thing. <laughs> Bringing culture to those that had so little, that was my... That was my goal. Well, and and <laughs> others have followed. Like I, I was a big fan of Heather Bishop, who was yeah, recorded. Yeah, she was a, she was actually the first person that did a lot, did a her own recording, like her own. She's incredible. Mm. She's retired now. She's painting because she's a painter, so she, all she's doing is painting now. Mm -hmm. No, she is unbelievable. It's been my friend for a million years, and still is amazing. Well, yeah, she, she's unbelievable. The first time I heard "I Love My Dog" was her version of it. And then I yeah. had to find your version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. She did a great kids show. She did great kids shows, and I don't know. We've just been friends for so many years. And there's like, there's like somebody was talking about a song about come. There comes a time, and there's this great choral version of it done by, I think it's a Boston Gay Men's Choir in Poland or something. There comes a mm. time, and it's just stirring. But mm. I didn't record it initially. I've never recorded that song, but she did. And so it, it gets out into play. You know, it's like a message in a bottle. You know, she's she's helped get my music out into areas that I didn't even tour in. So that's that's been really great. Well, but she's a dear, yeah. dear friend. Yeah, well, she's wonderful. You know, there, you, you also perform along with uh, Sylvia Tyson and Jim Post and... Oh, and God, yeah, that's the, that's the old days. Sylvia yeah. just released a fabulous she album. She did. Yeah. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, she's still right. She's, I. We all want to be Sylvia when we grow up. She's classy and and brilliant and amazing. Yeah, no, I I have. She's the queen of Canadian folk, right there. I'm I'm. Uh, we all we we're just talking with a friend of mine, Caitlin, who just visited, and we all just think she's she's unbelievable. She's amazing. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that she and I'm so glad you put out your brand new album, Keep Going, and you've got Thank yet you. a new. When is the new album going to come out? Probably next year at this time. We've still got some touring. We'll try to work this album and get it out there and uh, get the other one ready. And uh, There's so much other work involved in releasing an album other than just making the songs and putting them down. If that was the case, I'd be releasing every year. But, you know, you have to get the things ready and get the stuff and get your, you know, get somebody sending it out and all of that. There's so much other stuff involved in releasing an album. So 
Just it, having the music isn't enough. You know, you put out 18 albums, and I'm looking at some of the dates, and you were putting one out at, like every other year there, back in the 80s and the 90s and then the 2000s, and then then you kind of slowed down a bit between Well, you know, yeah, well, I had kids, for oh, one, you know, and you're raising you kids and touring. And, and also, these days, you have to be careful because of, although my audience does buy this album, there's fewer album sales, so you have to, some, you know, for the young artists especially, and, and even if in me, it takes a lot longer to pay off an album, to pay back the initial <clears throat> cost in an album because it's an expensive thing to do. We have, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky. We invested in some studio equipment so we can do a lot of the work uh, in our own place, you know, other than not hire musicians, but at least record it here. So that's how we're able to do it, and our kids are able to do it and keep the cost to a reasonable amount to be able to keep recording. Because your husband, Paul Campion, he, he does produce your albums. and Yeah, yeah, producer of my albums and co-producer of my kids. And there you say. go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it just, it just happened. He's a... Uh, you know, we just over the years, he was working with kids producers. He was worked for French kids uh, producer here. He was with the group Heart Rouge, and it's another family mm-hmm. band. We're just there's just a score of family bands in our in our in our uh, in our extended family, and everybody's playing and singing. So, to have your own equipment here really made a difference to be able to record. Well, that just sounds very typical Canadian, the family bands. I think. That's, hey, I know we're like one accordion away from a Legion Hall tour, as we say. <laughs> And there you, you go. Get That's those Rick perfect. Outfits. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't that feel right at home? I, I would think. Just yes. Yeah. To do actually, that. Yeah. It, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I don't know how many more years I'll be able to do it because my son's careers are starting to take off. But to be able to sing with my family, my sons and my husband, and hear that family blend and everything is just mm. beyond fabulous for me. I'm just, I, I just glory in it every time I get to do it. Well, hopefully you get. I know you did quite a bit of touring uh, in the fall for the new album. Are you going to get out on the road uh, regionally? Um, yeah, absolutely. We're hoping to fall. I'm doing, starting to do more dates in the U.S. too. That's what we're doing. We did a couple of folk clients and folk conferences in order to kind of start touring down south again too. So that's what we're aiming for. It's not easy to get across the line. It's, it's expensive and stuff mm-hmm. but because uh, of the visas and everything, but that's where we'd like to go. I, it's been a long time since I've done a real good tour of the U.S., so... It would be great Work to have on. you here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Come on the show. And just, oh, I'd love it. I'd then, love it. I'd love it. I think, you're, I think I might find people. I think I might find my people out there. Oh, your people are here. <laughs> you're right here <laughs> in the studio. Country. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting right here in front of the microphone, one of your people. So, oh, um, great. For sure. Um, kind of Calder, where can you be found out there in the world? of um, www.conniecalder.com. That's the easiest way to find everything I do. Um, and... Uh, Every, uh, you know, I've got a website, and you can get music. There's, a, I have a newsletter you can sign on to. I even have a Patreon Ooh. page if you want to get all of the, all of the other weirdo stuff from years gone past and songs I've never recorded and all of that stuff. I'm starting. I've started a Patreon page. Yeah, this is really great. All yeah. of my archives has been. I actually found a song, a country song I totally forgotten about. <laughs> I'd sung on a on a on a country music on a country music show here in Canada. They did totally forgot about oh, it. Gosh. Got swept aside by the other songs. You must My have... sons are going. You played a song on television and they didn't record it. <laughs> I'm going. Well, it was, you know, it was a busy time. <laughs> it's a busy time. You must have thousands of songs, Connie Calder. I mean, how do you keep track of all the songs you've written? Because that's what you do. You write these songs. 
Yeah, well, I kind of some of them I keep track of, some of them I don't like this, like this one. Oh, yeah. I didn't keep track of, but <laughs> you know, I people ask for them, and then I have to like I'll woodshed a little bit before I go on. Some songs come back, you know, some songs I could do in my sleep because I've done them so often. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes there's a song that I, somebody like there's a song in tenor or in, in Denmark, and the woman said, uh, you know, life is a mind of its own. Would you please? She, emailed me before could you please sing that song it really means a lot to me and my mom we heard it at a time in our life when it really helped us mm. and so we learned it and got it up and we're going now we're doing it in our sex it was so much fun to do life is a mind of its own it's like mm. there's because so, certain songs take there's no you've only got you know 245 sets so you can't just do all the old stuff you've got to bring in the new stuff but yeah there's songs that i forget about that i really like and want to do again and i'll kind of work them into my set and or just sit and play them to myself, and hmm. that's been that's been really interesting to kind of go back in in the Patreon page to go back over some of these old albums and for, remember why I like doing this song and bring it back into the set. How great is that? Well, hey, I'm going to probably have to uh, wind it down here a bit, uh, oh. Connie, which is unfortunate because I think you could sit here and talk about stuff for. Hours on well, end, I have I'm thinking. a long career of many many things to talk about. Yes, there indeed, you, go. you have. <laughs> well. Um, Oftentimes, I'll ask somebody what they want me to end with, um, and I'm thinking I want to do uh, Woman Who Pays, because I think it's yes. such an important song. Uh, Thank you. And needs Thank to be played. Um, do you want to say anything more about it before I go to it and say goodbye? Well, it just is that, uh, you know, this, is, this came out of a real incident, and a young woman was killed in the domestic violence, as they call it. And to say that this is... Uh, this is an issue that still goes on. This is an issue that's somebody's every day. Somebody, to some people, this is their every day, mm. and it shouldn't be. Mm. Well, that's a very, very sobering thought. But um, besides that, it's been a joy talking to you, Connie Calder. Well, thank I, you. I, I've, I've loved your music forever, <laughs> and I'm, oh. I'm glad you're keeping going and, and putting out great music and still writing and still being excited about life and looking at the sky out there. Absolutely. Check out the sky. So um, this is Connie Calder. This is from the album uh, Keep Going, and it's Woman Who Pays. And thanks again, Connie. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You bet.